I mean, I I don't get I, whatever. I don't get paid to make these decisions. Oh God, whatever. are you that person now? I am. Can I? Buy I'm that, always that person. Can I buy that lace bodysuit? What lace bodysuit? The lace push-up bodysuit. Oh, I thought you already did. I didn't. I've been hovering over it, and I'm not quite sure why. I have no real reason why I'm hovering. Wait a second. Is this a thong? <gasps> oh, I'm glad I hovered. <laughs> Not this kid. Not this ass. All right, I'm starting. With three dollars and six dimes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to start off by breaking the fourth wall a little bit Isn't podcasting just nothing but breaking there isn't even a fourth wall um well the way we've been doing this there kind of has been because we've just been talking there's no introductions there's no anything there's no acknowledging that anybody else is going to ever listen to this can we just continue to do that like why do we have to break the fourth wall i thought the beauty of this is just that that is just whatever okay so i'll talk to you then you better not be... I didn't actually mean to sound like a punishment. Um, so, looking at the show and... Don't look at the show. No, can I? No. Can I finish my statement? Then you can admonish me. Okay. I'm looking at... Not the numbers of the show. The show itself. I know what you meant. Okay. I'm looking at the frequency of it. I'm looking at how this is going. And I'm realizing that between this and the spin... Yep. This kind of needs its own space a little bit, its own feed, because... But you already decided that. You told me that. But I didn't get to the house cleaning and the things that I wanted to actually talk about because you said, don't break the fourth wall. So now I'm talking to you about it. So that's other, the same thing. So that the, uh, so the people listening who didn't hear it, with whom I have not had this discussion, can know what's going on. Because that was I was initially going to talk to them real quick and then get back to you. But that wasn't allowed. So I have to talk to you, even though we spoke about the thing. You know that's the same damn thing. It's not. Yes, it is. No, because I need to see what we're doing with the show. But you don't. Just but do I, the show. People Just need to know how to find the show, which is what I'm going to talk about. Well, if they're listening to this, then I'm going to reckon that they found it. Except I'm changing the feed so they wouldn't be able to find it, which is why I need to talk it out. I don't think you do, but it's not my show. It's, I'm sorry. Go. It's, go. Our, it's our show. I know. I was just saying that to be annoying. You're too late. You're already... Are being annoying. Just doing my job. Mm. So, what was initially the spin feed is going to become a master feed. It's going to have SPN rights. It's going to have the episodes of the spin. And it's going to have AirTalk. Okay. AirTalk is going to have its own space, its own feed, if you only want to listen to AirTalk. Got it. There's also going to be a new feed for SPN rights once that new season gets started. Got it. And the spin will also have its own feed. So basically we're building a network. Got it. 
I'm also looking to build a website that I don't have the time to do. Now I've been told I don't have the time to do. So proud of you. So I need to find somebody who wants to build a WordPress site to manage this project. And they might be listening. And they might be listening. And what they can do is email me at shanepaulneal at gmail.com, preferably with a link to a site or two that they've already created. And we can talk about budgeting and what it costs for them to do the things and the magic that they do and figure out from there. Because all the space, all the stuff needs a home outside of the podcast hosting that's on currently. So you've never had crab legs? Crab legs? Yes. I'm allergic. Well, I'm semi-allergic to crab. So you've never tasted it? I've had crab cakes. Not straight crab, no. Sorry. Just need to ask that question. I'm emailing working as I do this, which is sort of the premise of what we're doing here anyway, so whatever. Um, can we talk about my hair? <clears throat> yes, we can. I got a haircut. You did. And it's the first time in a while I've actually, I think, felt comfortable about my hair. My hair has been a very sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things behind my hair. I know. I know. I, oh. I, I learned that very early on, that I, it was a sensitive subject. I, mean, I use products that I probably don't need to use. Which I'm realizing somehow without me seeing it happen, it happened. Because if I see it happening, I am much like a trope of someone sailing into the air to stop a bullet. I'm not going to let it go down. But there are times when I look up at you and realize we woke up together. I saw him in and out of the shower. He's dressed. And then somehow, out of nowhere, boom, boom, products. And I never saw it happen. Well, A, I do sneak. Yeah. Um, and I also get up earlier than you, so it's nope. fairly easy. When I wake me. up in the morning, you don't have product. I check. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Most times you don't. Yeah. So. But I've given up. I, I know that you need to do what makes you feel comfortable, even though it's not. I'm not going to say it's not necessary, because that's not fair. But I think. I get it. I understand. I as think, much as I complain about my own hair, I get it. We've actually both had quite a bit of hair journey happily. Yeah, man. I think initially you had the more of a hair journey going on from when we started dating everything else than I did. And then mine sure. has morphed as well. Yes. I Do I have more hair than you at this point? Yeah. Oh, not quite. We're neck and neck. I think we're neck and neck. Well, it depends. If you were to perm your hair, your hair would be much longer than mine. So I'm with it. As, as it is now, I think it's probably the same length mm. where we to actually get a like ruler if I just, if I stretched. and measure it. Mm-hmm. Yes, but if you were to straighten your hair, mm-hmm. it would be much longer. Yeah. I'm not, I really liked your hair yesterday, whenever you got your hair cut. I'm not like, I'm not liking what you're doing right now. I need it to stick up everywhere. I need a Flex Alexander. And we'll just have to agree to disagree on what it's supposed to look like. I think part of it is also I'm adjusting to the haircut. So keeping it low key and flat. As yeah. opposed to also, I have I'm crazy. having dreams of the things that I want to do to your hair. Now that you have the shape up going on, this is where we need a round sound effect. Um, yeah, I want I have different products I want to put in it. 
Because when your hair is long all the way around, it's not much you can do. Right. You can't be like, I'm going to put a little bit of spiky gel over here and see what happens. Because it's all your hair. And it can get really weird. But mm-hmm. now that you have a set amount of hair that's all the same length. I have more options. There's nothing you can't do to your hair. You could blow it out if you wanted. You could curl it. You could braid it. You could twist it. You could do straight backs. You could do whatever you want. I'm, because, not, I'm not doing straight backs. Because... <laughs> The rest of it is properly shaped up. So I showed you the pictures of when I lost my hair. You did. Um, And it's funny. I I thought for a long time I just had sort of regular male pattern baldness thing happening. Except that I realized there's there's a... There's still a, un- a unit unified hairline. It kind of happens when you lose your hair, whether it's the horseshoe, whatever. Right, some, of course. Usually, it's unless a, it's from an illness, there's literally then a, everything can right. just... There's typically a literal pattern, mm-hmm. male pattern baldness, mm-hmm. as I pop my peas. Mm-hmm. Um, I was almost, not spot balding, but it was very all over the place. And I saw it mainly once it started growing back. And I realized how it was growing back. A, it was going back, period. Mm-hmm. And it was going back in these odd kind of sections. And I realized I had lost my hair from stress and depression and all the other things. Um, so me having hair has been... When did it come back? What year? This is 2020. I want to say... 18? 2018? Mm-hmm. I think is when it started coming back. And that's... Were you surprised? I was. Um, because if you look at me in pictures before that, I was always, I've been bald for years and years and years and years. On um, purpose. Some of it on purpose. And then eventually it was like me coming home. My, my hairline was like, no, nah, you don't, there's no more real. So when did you realize you. like, oh, I actually have a full head of hair. I got lazy and didn't get to shaving my hair for a little bit. And you were like, wait, and like, what's happening? Sprouts. And I think had they, had it come back uniformly, I wouldn't have realized because it was growing back spotty in the spots where there wasn't hair forever. That's I was like, realize. oh, this is like... So oh. at the time that your hair was falling out, you weren't aware that it was related to your mental health? I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until it grew back that you realized, oh, that wasn't just my hair falling out. Right. And that's the thing I, I think I realized in the course of watching my hair grow back and talking to friends and just kind of reflecting. A lot of times folks don't realize they are depressed until they're coming out of it. Absolutely. It's such a slow, insidious creep into Mm -hmm. it. It's the same thing if you're bipolar. On the other side, uh, hypomania is famous for not telling you what's up until you're coming down. Right. And that's even worse because depression, to figure out you're depressed because you're not depressed anymore it's a much better feeling than figuring out you're hypomanic because now you're depressed. Explain that a little bit. Because I've, 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 you've explained hypomania and I sort of get it, but I don't quite get it fully. Um, hypomania is this insidious feel-good is the super simple way to put it. So it's like a high? It's a high, for sure, which is why you don't sleep. Um usually lose weight because you don't need to eat as much. You are just an energizer bunny who works, 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 works. You do everything to excess. You want to have sex more than you do. You want to work out more than you do. Um, One day, I, when I was hypomanic, 
I went, I was cleaning the bathroom and no matter what I did, it just wasn't clean enough for me. It was just like everywhere I looked, it just was like, this is not as clean as it should be. This is not as clean as it should be. And I had a sponge and I'm sponging the sink and the sink is not getting clean enough. So I picked up a toothbrush that didn't belong to anyone and I start using the toothbrush to clean the sink. And I realized, oh, this is better. This is getting this really clean. A half an hour, my then husband comes home and he comes home to seeing me cleaning the grout on the floor in the bathroom with a toothbrush. Now, to anyone, you're going to be like, mm. but to me, it's like, but this is cleaning it well. And you know what's funny? There's a world where I would have missed that because that's a world that for course, me that it exists. Of course. Where people However, do the things. the whole point of hypomania is that you're not going to miss it because I was cleaning the bathroom floor with a toothbrush for three hours. Uh, that you're not going to miss. Right. So coming home to see me cleaning the toothbrush, that's like, uh, do you really need to do all that? Doing it for three hours, definitely not. Also, if I'm your wife, I mean, Shane, in what world do you come home and see me scrubbing the floor in the bathroom with a toothbrush and not think, well, this is odd. Well, this is If you saw me doing any cleaning well, that, <laughs> in the bathroom, think, you would say, well, this is well, odd. Well, that's the key to it. It's has to do with it's me. Contact. It has to be me knowing you. Correct. If my mother is, has a toothbrush, that's Par Sunday. Of the course. It's Sunday. Correct. Her telling me to grab the toothbrush and hit the grout. It's Sunday. Correct. Um, you doing it. And even then, to be perfectly honest, I'm going to need you to see you do it for a couple long, hours. I'm not walking straight in. Maybe right. not even a couple hours. I'm not walking straight in. It's like, oh, geez. Because you're also the person that says clean the shower every mm-hmm. time you use it. Of course. Which to me is... It's insane. Yes. Coming from the man who looked, who judged me. One of the few times you actually judged me was when I told you I don't clean the toilet every week. Like, I clean the bowl, but not necessarily the toilet. And you were like, ugh. No, and so, I was like, wait, what? So wait, so that's who the does that? So that was a miscommunication because I thought you were saying you didn't clean the toilet, period. Oh. Bowl or anything. And that's all about like the tank I mean, and all that stuff. The bowl's not going to always get it either. But anyway, um, so that's the that's why hypomania sucks because depression the person is sad and they don't move it's so easy to look at someone and say something's wrong if you come home from work every day and i haven't moved off the couch you know something's up but if you come home every day and a different room is clean and i'm hypomania becomes like climate change like oh this is great this is great it's warm. It takes a in long February. time to get to what are you doing? It takes a long time for the bank account to be wiped out because I need to buy eight of the same boots because I might run out and they might not have this style in 10 years. Or famously, I bought Maisie a couple pair of boots um, when I was hypomanic. They were fit for a nine-year-old. She was three. Made sense to me. Size or? Size. Mm-hmm. Why are you buying her a pair of boots she can't wear until she's nine? Because when she's nine, we won't have to worry about getting her boots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why y'all don't think that makes sense. But you spent $350 on boots. So uh, hypomania is insidious and hard to catch in time. Because it can go from buying too much cheese so hypersexuality that leads to infidelity real fast. Super quick. 
How do we get on this? I don't know. That was a so hair. Hair, yes, hair. Let's talk about hair. Um, so yeah, but no. Uh, well, that's how we got over. We're talking about you know mental health as it connected to hair. That's um, right. Um, absolutely. I took one medication once that caused my hair to fall out, um, and my hair is pretty resilient. Uh, and I was devastated. Meds worked great, but I was gonna have to sacrifice having hair. So I asked to not use it. Hmm. I it's weird, but I yeah I get that. Hell no. Um, Hells no. So my return of my hair coincided with my divorce and new girlfriend. And I remember there was folks who wouldn't have seen me in a little bit, especially you know, um, uh, parents in the preschool and the friends kind of accumulate as you go through the school with your kids and collect the parents that you get they would see they saw me like six months later a year later and i have a goatee and a full head of hair mm-hmm. so i look like my evil twin at this point mm-hmm. and i remember um there was a carnival or something at a uh, cold school and there was one dad i hadn't seen in a while and he's like where'd all this come from like you, hair and blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. it's like i want it in the divorce <laughs> and his face just changed he wasn't ready for that kind wait of why humor. not what's wrong with that he, I, I think it just made him uncomfortable. Um, he's a quiet guy. I don't think he quite gets, you know, certain kinds of humor, and it just kind of threw him off a little bit, which I made me enjoy it even more. Actually, it reminds me of the conversations you and I have had. Um, one of the many things that make things work for us is that we've both been divorced for around the same time, um, and have uh, do we have similar relationships with our exes? Now? Similarly, yeah. I think similarly so. cordial, I guess. Friendly. It's probably a little more than cordial. A little more than cordial. I don't know what the word is, but I it's, said to I think, you. I think it sways between cool and annoying. Yes. And I think our exes would say the same thing about us. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mine would not say I'm annoying. I am the model perfect. Like, what could he possibly say about me that's annoying? You, uh, huh? I'm, I'm, you can have, of course. You jump. have a laundry list. I'm, I'm supposed sure. to fall into that trap. No, you, I know, have your things with me that make me annoying. Um, but the other day, you're gonna cut this. But the other day, you were on your way to see your son, mm-hmm. and by default, his mom, and you were looking extra crispy, extra fly, extra all the things, extra cute, extra. This is not yours anymore. And I called you on it. I was like, I see you. That, and that, you were like, what? That's still no. Not, that's, uh-uh. the, that's still not a thing. And um, and I told you that I'm the same way. If I know I'm going to see my ex, I'm not going to be looking like, I'm not going out of my way. But, you know, I want to. I don't want to see him looking bummy either. And I think that that's normal. I have still maintained that that was not my purpose. Mm. So you don't pay any attention to how you might look when you see, when you're going to see your ex? I don't think you don't so. want her to see that you look good and you clean up well and you're... I mean, I look good and clean up well because I look good and I clean up well. <laughs> Bloop, as the kids would say. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I definitely, I think about that. I want to be cute. I want, I don't want him to say, oh, I wish she, you know, I don't want him to have regrets or anything. But I also don't want to look... Wait a second. That's a lie. You definitely have to give that some thought because... We give that some thought to, like, think about 
your girlfriend, the your last girlfriend before me. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me if you know you're going to run into her, you're not going to put a little extra effort into how you look? No. I think in part because I generally put effort into how I look anyway. Yeah, that's um, true. But if you know it matters and you're going to accordingly. Like, I'm up, am I bumping into a Trader Joe's or are we happening to be going to the same brunch? Because it's brunch, I'm getting dressed anyway. No, Trader Joe's. No, I don't care. Also, the line between a guy looking... Yeah, you know what I mean, desirable it's different. is different than for a it's woman. It's different. That's true. It's different. For right or for better or for worse. Um. Hmm. H and M does not make bodysuits that don't have thongs. How do you feel about this? I'm very upset because I don't wear thongs, and I really need a bodysuit, and they make really good bodysuits. So, what is the advantage of thong versus no thong? Panty lines. Thong means you don't have to worry about panty lines. That's pretty much the only thing. And if you don't have a big fat ass, as I do, then I would imagine thongs might be more comfortable. Maybe. Just in general. Just, I didn't think the thong had anything to do with the size of the ass. Because For sure. I swallow up a thong. That's well, why I can't to. wear it's one. A thong. Yeah, but the I swallow one swallowed. up like it's dental floss, not like it's fabric. So if you have a flatter butt, you can actually... If I put on a thong, Shane, you won't see it. So if I put on a thong and the next person next to you who is my same shape, wears my same size, puts it on, you're going to see the fabric. You'll see the back of the bodysuit. Mm-hmm. You'll see it slim down to thong. And you'll see the thong fabric all the way through, through her cheeks? butt, through her cheeks. I don't think I've ever seen that. You'll see it. With me... You will not. There will just be a disappearing of the fabric. And why is that a problem? In a bodysuit. First of all, it's not comfortable. Okay. Um, second of all, I find it's kind of gross, and I really think that it would probably lead it could probably lead to all kinds of girly issues. Mm-hmm. Um, because like it's your butt. Like I don't know. I just feel like you shouldn't have material in the crack of your ass. That's just me. Um, so do they make white thongs? The color white. Yeah. Of course. How does that end? I feel, I, like they, I feel like they can't end well at the end of the day. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily the issue. Um, but they're not comfortable. And you got a little jiggliness going on. I need to feel some level of support. So my undergarments can't just be for show. You got to be doing something. Did I ever tell you about the time I had to wear a thong for work? Was it the same time you had to wear high heels for work? No. Okay. Separate. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> Between those two, this is a really Tell me weird. more. So um, I used to work for Nike in yep. a past life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was running specialists at Nike Town, New York. Plus, I helped with some of their marketing things and everything else. And it was, mm-hmm. it was a dope gig. Um, met some athletes and got to lead group runs through Central Park and all that other fun stuff. And I got outfitted. Like every other month, new shoes, new clothes, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I still have stuff from then. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you familiar with the Nike Shocks? Yes, of course. So when they first came out, there was this big ad campaign that involved the streaker running across the soccer pitch. Had on this big old <laughs> scarf, wool hat, and he just takes off through the thing. 
With no with no clothing with on. With no clothing, with the scarf hat and the shocks. Not sure what the point of that ad was at this point, other than... Actually, I don't know what the point of it was. Okay. But somebody at Nike decided, you know what would be great? If we could recreate that ad in a bunch of races across the country. So... Rock and Roll Marathon in Las Vegas, I think they did it. They did a race in Florida. Um, I'm not sure if I like where this is going. They did it basically all these different places. It's time for it to do it at a race in New York. They decide to do it during this Snowflake 5K <laughs> in February. <laughs> um, I'm familiar with the Snowflake 5K. Yes. Um if you've never been to New York in February, especially back before climate change was the monster that it is now, it's an uncomfortable month. It is. Um, there's a meme um, that floats around the internet, internet and it comes up every cold day in winter. Why do I live someplace where my face hurts? And that's basically what New York was. Mm-hmm. At, this is 2003, I think, or four. Hey, Shane, uh, do you want to be a part of this group that's doing a run to promote... Nike shocks. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, here's the deal. We're going to get you a dancer's belt. A what? A dancer's belt. A dancer's belt. It's okay. basically a thong for male... Violin. A dancer's belt, yes. yes. I, didn't know, I didn't know the name, but yes, yes, yes. We're going to get you one of those because it matches my skin tone. <laughs> hold up, there's a conversation for the whole of the day. Um, and we need you to run... Actually, no, I think it was a 10K, actually. We need you to, to jump into the race. You ran a 10K with a thong on? Hold on. So they say, we'll give you X amount of money. I can't remember how much it was, but it was a it was a nice little fee. And the only stipulation was, if you get arrested, don't mention our names. Well, they're going to come bail you out? We'll get you representation. We'll get you out. Just don't say. Just don't say Nike. Okay. That's the only thing we ask. Okay. That's fair, so except it's not. So it's me and like three or four other guys. And the plan is to jump into the race ahead of the start line because we don't want to give away the surprise. So I literally have tear-off pants staying on the side. Gun goes off. Folks are going, tear-off pants, take off the shirt. Everything goes except for scarf, hat, sneakers. Is there footage of this? There's an 8 by 10 that I have somewhere that I have to find. There's no footage. Because Nike did not want to be responsible. Um, actually, I think there's an email thread in Nike that still exists with me and pictures and stuff. It's sleeting and snowy. Have you ever have you ever felt sleep so painful that I feel like you're getting hit with needles? Of course, I knew that you were going to say needles. My entire body. We're running, and folks are. Some folks are laughing. Some folks are shocked. Some folks are pissed. I remember one dude was pissed because we didn't have race numbers, which means we weren't we weren't officially in a race. Where's your number? That was all he cared about. He didn't care about us being naked. Sorry. Good. He didn't care about us being naked or anything else. Um, run the 10K through the line. Straight off. No, you don't wait for metal or anything. Just straight off. Actually, I'm not going to do metal anyway because I'm not supposed to be in the race. Right. Off, and this is the, what's it called? Snowflake 10K. Snowflake 10K. Or, yeah. Um, you want to take it? No, it's spam. Oh. Um, through the finish line. Straight down some side street or whatever where there's a van waiting for us. In my bag, I have... Did you say were there a van? There was a van waiting for us. Okay. To run to after we were done to reclothe and everything else. 
I was smart enough to bring a razor blade with me. I cut my way out of my dancer's belt. So Wait, why couldn't you just take it off? Because I'm in the street. So I put my pants back on. Oh, and then and cut then yourself cut out. out. Yeah. Oh, that was very smart. What I discovered, however, the biggest discomfort was not, well, it was it itself, but it oh, was- Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh. I just realized that's probably the wings. Okay. Hello? Hi. Okay. I'll be right there. So, what was I? Yeah, so, um, cutting the belt off. The biggest pain, honestly, was the dancer's belt rubbing my yeah, taint man. for 10K. Oh, 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 I guess that's what made you think about it. Because right. I was saying how the thong on the taint is just not cool. It's, yeah, that was, that was painful. Well, that's a thong. More, more, than, more than the cold, more than anything else, it was just having to deal with that. And that's actually, actually, that's what it, actually, that's what it was too. I didn't feel it until I stopped running. The running was fine. Of course. When I stopped, of course. it was just I feel like, like everything this... was on fire. Yeah. Now it's when I'm done. Just right. to let you know, I'm done with hearing about this. Um, As of this very moment, <laughs> where you talk about swollen, engorged taint parts, I'm done. Did, All no, the way done. <laughs> so taints don't get swollen and engorged, and there are technically no taint parts. The, the, the whole purpose of taint is there's nothing Excuse actually. Excuse me. There. It's called hemorrhoids. And that is exactly where the taint is. No. Yes. Hemorrhoids is the asshole. What do you think your taint is, really, ultimately? The taint is the space between your balls and your ass. So what is it for a woman? Because we also have a taint. Between your vagina and your ass? The vulva and your ass? The taint technically can include the ass. The taint comes from, it taint the balls and it taint the ass. It's it's, little, it's the nothing space. It's such a small area, at least for women, that I think of it as pretty much the same thing. Yeah, no, for guys, it's a. Actually, I don't. I don't think anybody's ever. I don't think when taint first came up, it became a term. I don't think women were in mind at all. It's the area between. Yeah, they were the area between the testicles, or vulva, and the anus, so, also known as the perineum. Right. So that's what. Yeah. There's no hemorrhoids there. Well, it depends. If your hemorrhoids are fucking up, they are absolutely on your taint. That's the whole problem with hemorrhoids. They pop out. Mm. So, yeah. This is, yeah. We were talking about hair. And now we're talking about <laughs> taints. This is not a conversation we need to have. Uh. I was just, I'm just trying to find a bodysuit that's not a thong. And... I just recently learned that if you have a big butt and you don't and you can't wear a belt because you have you also have a small waist, which is my lot in life. I'm so sorry. Like the world weeps <laughs> for you. We've had this conversation about how you can't really complain about shit in public. Oh no, I can never. Except you kind of are right. Oh, but whatever. Oh yeah. I mean, I can in this format. I feel okay with it in this format. I mean, I mean, also I think you can acknowledge that this is first world problems. I think that's the other part of it. First world body problems. Yes. It is. I have always, my entire life, had a extremely small waist in relation to the rest of my body. Actually, I've always had an extremely small upper body, period, which is how I ended up getting kicked out of the fitness group that I joined because they saw a photo of me and assumed that I couldn't be the minimum weight that you needed to be to be in the group, so they kicked me out. Um, so my arms or my neck or my face don't always match 
everything else. We're both deceptively heavy. I feel like. I'll take things your boyfriend can never, ever say to you for $1,000, Alex. Well, no. The answer is we're both deceptively heavy. No, because, because we're muscular. You have a lot of muscle. Mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm. Yes. No. Yes. You can't say it. Why? You can say we're both muscular. You can't say we're both deceptively heavy. I guess this is where me coming from an athletic background is a little different. Because if I say that to any of my female teammates, they're like, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not deceptively heavy. Because I don't think I look my weight. Do you want some french fries? Um, is that allowed? You said eating was allowed on air talk. It is. Just don't smack into the microphone like I felt like you were doing before we started recording again. What? When? Before I started recording, there was smacking of lips. With what? I didn't even have anything to eat. That, does that make it better or worse? I was drinking tea. <laughs> and smacking your lips. That's even worse. You're just smacking your lips off of drinks. I'm deceptively heavy. That's what this Negro just said. Deceptively heavy. I didn't order these fries. Did I tell you about the time I ordered didn't order fries. Uh, something from, I think, wasn't DoorDash. What's the other one? Um, it wasn't Uber Eats. Might have been. Was it Uber Eats? Maybe it was Uber Eats. I'm in. And they sent you like five meals? Yes. Yeah. I ordered. I saw that on your Instagram when we first started dating. Right. I ordered two burgers, some fries, whatever, and they sent five of everything. And I remember on Twitter, like, what do I do? Do I tell them? And I was like, well, they can't take the food back. Nope. And yeah. some folks like, no, no, just, just leave it be, whatever. But it was, it was ridiculous. And I remember trying to figure out, this was super early on. I don't know if we even started texting yet when mm-hmm. I saw that post. Mm-hmm. And I screen grabbed it and sent it to Twin. And Twin is my twin except she's not really my twin i say that so often that it's starting to get a little bit complicated like people who should know but don't will be like oh you have a twin that's not shane (laughs) right it's not your boyfriend um anyway i was like what do i want him to have answered before i read it do we want him to have called and said hey you messed up because the person who delivered it might get in trouble or do we want him to just have not done anything and ate all the food? What was your answer? I think I wanted you to call. Wait, call and do what? And say, hey, you over-delivered. And what would they do at that point? Doesn't matter. I think I don't care what they did at that point. I think I just wanted you to call. I didn't call. I know you didn't. Womp, womp. <laughs> you lost some points. Mm. It was good food, though. Except you didn't. And now knowing you, it makes more sense not to call. Like for me, I really need to call. And I really need to hope that they actually do come get it. Because my fear is, what if he gave you the next person's order? It's so much easier to come back and get that and give it to the next person. Everybody's happier then. Yeah, they can. No, because I've already opened the food. I've touched the food. True. They can't take it back. That's right. Because I'm already pulling everything else. Like, what is this? Where did this come from? That's true. So, no, the food was, was a wrap on the food anyway. Can, I still want them to know. I guess. So they can say, oh, tell the next order. We figured it out. We're sending theirs over. 
Either way, I still decided to give you a shot. I still had sex with you. More than once. How many? No. Mm-mm. Nope. How many what? Mm-mm. <laughs> That's not air talk. Um, That's after hours air talk. Oh, we should do an after hours air talk. We got to get you used to talking about the articles you wrote. Mm. Um, can we discuss light skin laziness? Who's that? People who look at us and say, you guys look like brother and sister, mainly because we're light skin. So, the reason why I can't talk about light skin laziness, want some fries? Uh, in a minute. They're not very good. Oh, is that why you offer them to <clears throat> And they also have cheese on them, which is not something I would do. You want to do um, cheese fries? Um, not this kind of cheese. Not cheese whiz. Oh, mm, well, there's a, there's, a, there's a space where that works. There's a place for it, but the french fries have to be special, and these are not. So, because I am, we're both light-skinned. But you come from a family of light-skinned people, and you've seen yourself and your parents your whole entire life. So you have a different, more secure... Uh, it's my natural state of being. Right. And it's your family's natural state of being. So when you look at yourself, you see your mom and your dad, and you always have. For me, being the only light, light-skinned person in a family full of chocolate people, it's a little bit different. So I can't have any fun with it because it's not fun to me. Um, it's the reason why I've never dated, I very rarely have dated men who were light. I've always dated men who were dark. Um, the darker, the better. I think that's in a weird way, a natural state of being when you're a light skinned black person in America. Of course, yeah. You want to overcompensate. You want to show that you're not trying to have light skin privilege. Which is annoying because I think a lot of times on the flip side, it's a little bit of trophyism, if that's a word. What, when you're dating a black person, a dark skin person? I've, I've had encounters with potential dark skin dates where it was like they were a little too excited about me being light skin. Of course. And the other way around. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. remember... Eric telling me that there was a woman he liked in college and he got the courage up to ask her out. It seemed like there were something going on there. And she said, yeah, I really do like you, but I can't date you. Like, you're way too light. I need to, I'm going to, my goal is for my babies to be as dark as I am. And I want to make sure that my family is a black family, not a <laughs> whatever, whatever you are. it is you are family <laughs> not a one eighth octoroon whatever and he was crushed by that like are you kidding me but then he was like also honest about the fact that he was fetishizing her as much as she was not fetishizing him mm-hmm. so um but anyway it would be tough for me to talk about i i genuinely it genuinely bothers me i guess i am talking about it now when people say that we're related um because People don't say that about my own sister or my brother or my parents. Mm. So it bothers me quite a bit when people say that we look alike. I think it is lazy, but I don't know if it's light skin lazy or just lazy in general. Because I see dark skin people well, get side, lumped together all the time. Like, oh, y'all look just alike. No, we're just both brown skinned. That happens lots. It's, uh, it's just because we had... Um... It came up uh, this week. Was that this week with um, Molly? Mm-hmm. This week we 
found, well, you found, or the woman at the front desk found a dog mm-hmm. running about, and you got wrangled into babysitting said dog until owners can be found, or mm-hmm. we keep mm-hmm. them, or whatever ended up happening. Mm-hmm. And to my chagrin, I contributed to finding my dog's actual owners. Because you're good. No, that was peer pressure. If I was by myself, Molly would be my dog. Mm. Um, so we find the owners, and we're sitting downstairs waiting for them to come. And there are two women who are also light-skinned mm-hmm. at the front desk. And are often thought to be sisters as well. Right. Although, how? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I don't, I think, I can't remember if she was talking to both of us or just you and I just overheard. Just me. Just you. And, well, you can explain it, explain it better than I can because there was some stumbling while she was very scared to ask this question. Yeah, well, to go back a bit, I've always noticed that she seemed to stick on her words whenever she wants to tell me like, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, she, I came downstairs and she was like, oh, are you looking for uh your, uh, the, the, the guy with the. And I was like, yes, I am. And she told me where you were. He he went into the garage or Him whatever. Downstairs. Right. And then another time, she said, I came downstairs and looked like I was looking for someone. And, oh, no, it was a package. I was looking for a package. And she said, I can see someone picked it up. And Because um, I can see that the lockers took a picture of the person. And I'm like, what? Who took my package? She's like, uh, he's light skinned <clears throat> and he has a blue quilted vest. And I'm like, you know who this is. <laughs> I'm like, was it Shane? She was like, uh, the guy who you and the, the that you see, I see sometimes. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with her? I didn't notice. But until last week, finally, she was like, can I ask you a question? No, she was talking to both of us. Are y'all brother and sister? And I was like, wow. And I said, no, this is my boo. And she was like, okay. Because I wasn't sure. And I thought, they're really close. And who lives with their brother these days? And I just couldn't At figure it out. So, uh, but I think what bothered me even more was yesterday when we saw the guy who oh, works yeah. in the maintenance department. And he came in and as we were getting on the elevator and said, hey, it's the Wonder Twins. Like, this is my line. <laughs> That's my line. I'm not going to be called the Wonder Twins in reference to my boyfriend. Not doing it. It's also it's become a mini conversation too. I feel like amongst your your Facebook folks and because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one day we came home and Maisie was like, "Y'all do look alike." Yeah, it's true. She commented that on the Instagram post. She didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that. I keep forgetting her name mm. on IG. Which so I think here. it was, I'm not sure if it was Thanksgiving or Kwanzaa. Or, I, think, I think Thanksgiving was the first time. Yeah. So I posted a photo of both of us and no, it wasn't because I put in the caption, don't say we look alike. So clearly people would have been saying that already. Mm. Um, and but I at said. At we hadn't had a lot of pictures together or photos of us posted. No, think. but sometimes I would post a picture of you by yourself and people would say, y'all kind of look alike. But when I posted a picture of us together, it was like, forget about it. So here's the thing. We don't look alike, obviously. But there's enough there that if you're lazy, not light-skinned lazy. I push back against that. Just lazy in general. Mm. You can say, 
Okay, they look alike. I mean, I, I guess I call it light skin lazy because obviously that's what I've experienced. I haven't mm-hmm. experienced dark skin lazy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even knowing it exists. There's also just plain lazy. Yeah. And I think that's what's going on here. But no, we, we don't look alike. We're not even, I mean, if we want to be getting to the minutia, we're actually not even the same complexion. We're, we're close enough. <laughs> I don't know. Really? <laughs> Whatever. Um, I get it, though. I get how a person would want to say that. We don't look enough different. That's really what people are saying. They're not saying y'all look alike. They're saying there are not enough differences here. You need to be taller or I need to be shorter. I need to be bigger or you need to be smaller. Oh, darn. Do we look alike? No. I would explain why we think the other one's so gorgeous. It just It's just all... <laughs> it's all narcissistic. It's all narcissism. You look Sometimes, like me, so you look Okay, amazing. here's what I do think, though. Sometimes, if we're getting dressed at the same... <laughs> you do this every time we get dressed. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying something I haven't said before. <clears throat> Sometimes, if we're getting dressed at the same time, it's not really that we coordinate. It's just that we both tend to... Our, the colors of the clothing tend to be similar. We we both tend to buy and wear neutrals. We're not bright color people. I'm not it's very rare that I'm gonna wear like hot pink or red. And even if I do, everything else is gonna be toned down. Our outerwear, all of our outerwear is all neutral or whatever. So there are we, times we, where because we dress like normal East Coast people. Yeah, average East Coast person. There's blacks, it's neutrals, it's <sighs> browns, it's grays. It's so here's the thing though. In my last relationship, this wasn't a thing because, like, you don't own a pair of Tims. I was, like, with someone who was athletic jerseys, baggy, 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 pool on the floor, jeans, Tims. I'm always amazed at the difference between We dress last, similar. I'm always amazed at the difference between your last boyfriend and me. Like, I feel like it's kind of... Polar chas- opposites. It's chasmic. Mm-hmm. It is. And? No, just no reason. No, nothing. Just. So, yeah. Am I similar to your last ex? I think it's closer than me to yours. Um, there's definitely some differences, though, for sure. Um, you're more girly, more feminine. Than L? Oh, L. I'm thinking about A. Um, no, than L? No. L was a complete flower child. That's the difference. Mm. Um she was hotepi light with a generous splash of flower girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the... So here's choice. what happens. We get dressed. I look over at what you're wearing. And I have this mental thing I do in my head where I say, is he wearing anything that I would not wear? And I don't think either one of us has that. Every time. Everything you have on, I would wear. Mm-hmm. And that is what makes us look alike. So because he- we're, we're, the same, we're not just the same looking. They're really saying you're the same type of person. Not necessarily you look alike, but you're the same type well, you, of person. You told me when you first started showing people my picture or I first popped up, mm-hmm. the first thing people said was, oh, I get it. Yes. Without talking to me or Correct. anything Correct. Absolutely. Your, that was your sister. That was she said, oh, I get it. She said, oh. She, I think she said, like, you just, you're just, I think she called me like nerdy chic or it was nerd something in there. 
Mm-hmm. It's like I remember. You're just kind of dorky, nerdy in yeah. a way that's still kind of cool. Correct. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was a mm-hmm. compliment. I don't know. I think it was too. But several people. I think, I think it's just to call me a herb, but that's okay. <laughs> several people who saw your photo before they met you were definitely like, well, this makes sense. Mm. I didn't even know, quite frankly, what that meant. Um, I'm starting to realize, actually, that as much as we moved really quickly, there are some people, at least in my life, that saw it before I did. Uh, for sure. Including my own kid, but... Yeah. I mean, just so the conversations I've had with folks. So I ordered wings. Mm-hmm. I received boneless wings. Uh-huh. Which are not wings. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel the void for me. No, it doesn't. I'm, I'm good now. It doesn't feel the void for me either. They're tasty, but it's not a wing though. I want I want bones. But it's wing stop. Wing stop, nigga. <laughs> Our producer would be playing that for us right now. They'd be pulling it up. The wing stop right now. No, the not, wing stop not, interlude. They're not paying us. We already said wing stop. Yeah, for so many this times. for this that interlude on that Rick Ross album, I would have to just. It's fine. I would do it. Wait, Rick Ross interlude? It's Wingstop, nigga. It's Chris Rock on Wingstop. On, oh, um, right. Rick Ross album. Yeah, I forgot that was a thing. No, I didn't mean like a Wingstop commercial. But no, I mean like a promo or something, Mm-mm. you know. Right now, there's a battle going on at a Target store. Because my child needs new clothes. And what's the battle? Her father keeps sending me photos and saying, isn't this appropriate? What about this? Do you like this? And I keep giving my thoughts. And she's vetoing everything. Well, generally, she's vetoing? She is. Mm -hmm. Because why? Because because he is saying, I like it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, you were saying. You know, Rick Ross owns several wing stops. Does he? Mm-hmm. I don't know that up on my Rick Ross trivia like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I am not used to getting dressed for the day, looking over at my partner and realizing I'd like to wear that outfit. Or, or wear I have worn that outfit. Or just taking the outfit. Or that's my outfit. I have a Fubu jacket that I wore once. At this point, you've worn it more than once. At the time, I wore it once. I can't wait. I As can't I, wait. To be fair, I'm wearing your hoodie. So you are, but that. that's not the Fubu jacket. And you have you stole my Star Wars hoodie. Stole is such a harsh word. Did I give it to you? You allowed me to wear it. Is it in, currently in Did your you dresser? Did you not allow me to wear it? Is there between allowing you to wear it and it being in your dresser? You know, just because I cleaned up and put things places doesn't mean that I took it. <laughs> Did you tell me it was in your dresser? I'm supposed to tell you. Hey there, I'm putting my your shirt in my dresser. Yes. Mm. I'm claiming ownership. You columbus my sweatshirt. It doesn't even have the newness to it anymore. Because... <clears throat> word. Um, every time I want to wear my gray sweatshirt, I look for it. I can't find it, so I wear that one. I want to believe that's the case, but I know that's not actually the case. I'm just saying. Mm. Can we talk about periods? Please. Do. So I got my period today, mm-hmm. and what your body goes through. 
So I was literally about to ask, what does that actually feel like? Because I don't know. It's so much. And I don't know if I'm realizing it now because I'm getting older and it's more intense, which doesn't make any sense because it should be leaving. Or if, I don't know what it is, but I have this great app called Flow. And Flow will text me and tell me to expect certain things based on months and months and months of me inputting information. So Flow will say, hey, five more days. Flo will say, hey, did you eat all those tag-along cookies? Did you eat all the baklava? <laughs> I literally got a text. You ate all the baklava. Literally got a text on that day. Don't beat yourself up. You're going to have some intense sugar cravings today. You After ate, I ate all the baklava. You ate all And I was beating myself up. And I wasn't mad that you ate all the baklava. I you was were, amazed. You were amazed. Well, it wasn't me. I mean, it was me. But a week later... I'm not eating any of that baklava because it's even with my extreme sweet tooth, it's too much. Um, so there's the salty sweet, which is absolutely a thing. Um, so you brought into the home nuts, which are salty, and layers and layers and layers of pastry and maple syrup, You're which welcome. is sweet. You're welcome. You literally brought salty sweet into the house and I ate it all. My stomach is smushy. And I'm always amazed. Like, I can't believe my body looks like this and it's not going to look like this next week. It amazes me. And if your body made these changes, you would be freaked the fuck out. Does it, as you get older, does it get easier, harder. I literally just started the conversation with that. So you are clearly not paying attention to I'm, me. I'm, I'm, to be fair, I'm working and doing a pod at the same time. I apologize. Hmm. I apologize. I'll give you a break. Thank you. So what was the answer? No, it's not getting any easier. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually getting worse. And I know you're looking forward to... No, I'm not. Menopause? No. I thought you were. You make no. it sound like you are sometimes. No. I'm not looking forward to that at all. That's when you know you're... I don't want to unlock that level. <laughs> no. Do I want to stop getting my period? Yes. Do I want to go through menopause? No. Um, do I want to not be able to get pregnant? Yes. Do I want to go through menopause? No. I, my only experience with menopause was watching my mother and it, I felt bad for her. It was, and I don't know if she was on the more extreme end of it or if that was just normal. I just know it was, it was, I think it was one of the few times as a, How old were you? I was a teenager. Mm. I was at the age. I was at the age where I, I think I probably shouldn't be paying. I wouldn't normally pay much attention to how my mother's feeling mm-hmm. biologically, just because I'm that age. Mm-hmm. That was one of the times. I was like, "Fuck!" I feel because between the hot and cold and the mood swings and all, I was like, and it was years. It was like years. Years. It might not have been menopause. How long does menopause usually go? About a year. I feel like there was a solid two or more in there. It was probably perimenopause, 
menopause itself and then post. And she just had a rough time of all of them. Mm. The female body is so mysterious. It is. Um, but as I've told you before. Is it the woman's body? or do it, Can I get away with female there? Or is it the female female's body? Female's fine there. Okay. We're literally only talking about bio- biology. Um, you know, females be sensitive creatures. The only reason why... I'm so mad that you say Baby Boy is a good movie, but anyway. The only reason why I am... You probably thought I meant I was looking forward to menopause, but that's not it. It's just that, as it stands now, I am going to be the only woman in my family to make it to menopause without needing an emergency hysterectomy due to cancer or fibroid tumors. Literally every woman in my line was rushed to the hospital at some point in her 40s. And had to get an emergency hysterectomy for one reason or another. Um, two of the ones who were younger got to the hospital and realized they were not having children. Um, so for me to still be plugging along, as it were, for lack of a better word, is a testament to being healthy. So I don't have fibroid tumors. I don't have ovarian cancer. I don't have uterine anything. Um I can't complain about that. I have to start doing the middle-aged man things. Mm-hmm. The prostate and... Prostate is not until 45, I think. 50 f- for white men, 45 for black men. My father had prostate cancer, so oh, it drops well then, me down. Yeah. You and need to go on Friday. I can't remember when the colon is supposed to happen. You get a colonoscopy. Do you have a family history? No. Then I think it's 50. Um... I kind of feel like if I'm getting a prostate done, I might as well just get the colon no, done. No, that's not how that works. They're there anyway. No. Mm-mm. You don't, first of all, two different doctors. Second of all, no. You don't get elective procedures done just because you're there. <laughs> just because you're there. That's, no. Um, what is the age for? Yeah, 50 For average risk, 45 for high risk. No. Actually, it's still 45 even with a family history. And that's the colon or the prostate? That's the prostate. Yeah. So even with family history? Yeah, because they don't do family history. It's either your average risk or high risk. I thought, but I thought family, family history cheap. makes you high risk, so you're 45. Being so, black makes you high risk as well, but it doesn't drop you further. It's just you're still in high risk. Well, I think if at that point if we're adding up high risk, I should have got my prostate checked when I was 12. Exactly. So, um, 45 is fine. It's so awful. It's like, oh, you're black? Yeah, you got to come in sooner. I know. I know. It's never like, you're black, just go stay home. Don't (laughs) worry about it. I feel like that never happens. Um, So, prostate is 45. 45 if you're African American or have a family history. And it has to be a father, a brother, or a son. Yeah, my, my father... Colonoscopy. 45. Oh, 45 is going to (laughs) suck. Well, you can stop screening after 85, so. (laughs) (laughs) Am I making it to 85, though? Like, what's the life expectancy for black folks now? Let's find out. Um... I, I, I'm pretty sure I shared this with you probably, hopefully early on in our relationship, but 
I it is very unlikely for me to outlive you. Okay. <laughs> and this is when you need video for podcasts <laughs> because um yeah. That's probably a thing. Do so, you want to outlive me? I mean, do you want me to outlive you? Does that know. matter? I don't know. I think the biggest thing that I've talked about is if you have some sort of mental incapacitation or terminal or, or whatever. Right. Those things don't run in my family, but you're driving off a cliff. We're just going to get out of the way. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sticking around for 15 years. Wait, we're driving off together or I'm driving off am by I myself? Sick? Am I sick too? Oh my god. Wait, I, explain <laughs> this to me now. If I have some sort of terminal whatever that you have to take care of me for the next 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. Off the cliff. Put me in a nice little Buick. Mm -hmm. Put a brick on the accelerator. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. go to the Bahamas. Have a great life. Okay. This podcast will be proof that you said this. This Of a sound mind and body. This This is is your will. This is my living will. This is your life will and testament. Actually, no. Cadillac. Do right by me. Cadillac. Okay. Um, 79 Coupe de Ville if you can find one. That was my first car. So, okay. So, a What? 79 Coupe de Ville. That was your first car? Yeah. How old was it? 30? <laughs> How did you have a car that was two years older than you? Jeez. <laughs> um, my father had a my father's Jeep. He liked big cars. So it was always 20, 30, 20 year old vehicles. He had a Catalina that was a 77 or 76 at one point. I can't remember who makes Catalinas at this point. But yeah, my, I took my driving test in the 79 Coupe de Ville. Parallel parked the shit out of that thing. I'm sure you did. Um, and this is why now I look at my car and part of me feels like it's too small. And the other part of me is like, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's, I I'm, grew up in a giant car. Remember when we took the um, the test? The New York Times test about... Oh, yes. Questions to ask someone you love. Yes. And we had gone away. Not gone away, but we were someplace else for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that we did. One of the questions was, do you have some type of idea of how you're going to die? And you didn't answer. You elected not to answer that question. I also didn't answer. Did I elect not to or could I not think of anything? mm, Good question. I think you probably couldn't think of anything. Um, or you didn't want to think of anything. So we talked then about the fact that I would probably die before you. Mm-hmm. And you made the same face as you made just now. And I think you probably told me the same thing about pushing me off a cliff. Um, you're not going to have to take care of me, but I probably will die before you. I don't think that I'm going to have some type of long suffering nursing home type of illness. I'm just going to die. Uh, your life expectancy is 72.2 years, which is really gross. And mine is 78.2. You say, how, you say gross because it's so, so low. Yeah. Seventies. I feel like, well, this was 2011. That's the early, that's the latest I could find. That was 10 years ago. So I'm sure it's come up a bit, but damn. For white men is 76, black men, 72. White women, 81. Black women, 78. Jeez. Although, in my family, I feel like you either die at 
40 mm. or 106. Mm. Mm-hmm. Once you get past 40, you're, you're good. You're good. It's whatever you want to do. Sorry, the average reduction in life expectancy, if you have bipolar 2, is between 9 and 20 years. You're going to die on average 9 to 20 years before your life expectancy. If you have a history of alcohol abuse, that will be a 7 to 11 year reduction in your life expectancy. So then the other- <laughs> Guess who's got both? <laughs> this kid. And this is like not active. They're not talking about people in active whatever. That's what These I'm are like if people you, if in remission in, as well. Oh, okay. So is it the same expectancy for both? Is the damage already done at that point? Um, I think for alcohol, obviously, being clean for 20 years and having a decent operating liver, I don't know if it'll take you... So your life expectancy reduces not just because your liver's not working, but because you you just may crash into a wall and kill yourself because you're drunk driving. It's all the risk behaviors as well that will f- fuck up your life expectancy that don't when right. you're clean. Right. Um, you know, it's really scary, though. The reason why calculating all the people who are sober doesn't work and doesn't change the numbers it's because so many of them relapse. So the people who don't drink barely change the numbers on life expectancy because so many people go back. Hmm. Nice. Guess I better go to a meeting or something. To the cult. One second. Um... I can do solo podcasting. Go for it. So I'm eating Wingstop. What you know about Wingstop, nigga? That's what Chris Rock says on Rick Ross's album. Rick Ross owns several Wingstops. I don't enjoy it. Um, The iced tea is powdered. The wings are boneless. Not all of them. All of them. I've had bone and wings at Wingstop. No, they make them. I'm just saying they didn't send me what I asked for. Oh, I asked for bone in and I got boneless. The sauces are fine, but it was my first experience with Wingstop. Likely my last. And we just lost Wingstop as a sponsor. (laughs) Bye, Wingstop. So, if you're a smoker, a heavy smoker, you can imagine, you can shave off 10 years. So, But the, if I remember correctly, the longer that you stop oh smoking, yeah, smoking is different. it goes back up. Absolutely. You can get right back to square one if you have enough time. I was a heavy smoker up until 20, 2015. Um, so, I've got five years of no smoking. Interesting story about smoking. Uh, I smoke Newports, which, ill, but it is what it is. They market it in my community. Uh, at one point, when I met my current psychiatrist, Dr. Merritt Hubscher, and yes, we are shouting him out, uh, he said, I want you to take this med 
It's going to be the cornerstone of your whole cocktail. It's called bloop, bloop, because I'm not shouting them out. And I said, all right. And he said, in addition to making sure that you don't get depressed, bloop, bloop, is also going to help you. I feel like there's an easier way to do that. <laughs> it's going to also help you to eat less. And you've been coming in here complaining about your weight. I was about 25 pounds heavier than I am now, which is, yeah, um, maybe 30. And, you know, when you're depressed, you eat. And uh, he said it's going to be an appetite suppressant. People actually subs- prescribe bloop, bloop as an appetite we're, suppression we're off label. <laughs> Did you know about that? About prescribing things off label? No. It means the FDA has not approved it for certain usages, but doctors may have found just in their own world that a certain med does some other great thing. So they start prescribing it for that, even though they're not supposed to. So he said, I've been prescribing this off off label for appetite suppression. Um, he said, the other thing it is, we also prescribe it off label for smoking cessation. And bloop, bloop, magically, somehow, manages to get people to get off cigarettes. And I was like, well, let's see what happens. So I started taking it. Um, I lost probably eight pounds in one week. Um, Is that scary? Not really. No, it wasn't scary because I saw what was happening. I saw that I was eating less and I saw that I was getting up more. I felt better. So I was getting up and taking my dog for a little bit of a longer walk. Um, So if you're you're eating 3,000 calories a day, and you don't move off your couch, and then you start eating a thousand calories a day and taking a five thousand calorie walk every day, it's gonna drop quick. It leveled off. Um, about five days after I started taking it, I walked out to the smoking section of my building and realized that I had a new pack of cigarettes that had not been opened, and I didn't remember buying them. And I was like, "This is the same pack I've had in here since last week." Have I come out here to smoke? So normally I would come out five, six, seven times a day and smoke two or three cigarettes because I smoked a pack of cigarettes. And I just, it was magical, just like he said. I have not smoked a cigarette since the day after I started taking bloop, bloop. Um, it works. And you don't miss it at all? or Cigarettes? Yeah. Sometimes. I miss it like I miss alcohol. Sometimes in certain scenarios... When I see people smoking a cigarette, um, I don't, yeah, sometimes I miss it. There's an oral fixation there, which I've had since I was a young child. <laughs> <We're> def- <laughs> I like things in my mouth. Um, so, and then the ritual, <laughs> go ahead. Nope. Go right ahead. Uh, the ritual of unpeeling the cellophane and opening up the box and taking it out. Mmm. Special lighter. What's happening over here? (laughs) (laughs) Inhaling and feeling it hit your lungs. Oh my God, it would kill me right now. I would be dead. So a couple months later, I decided I want to smoke a cigarette and I'm going to smoke one. And I went outside and I asked, I bummed a cigarette from someone and I put it in my mouth. I lit lit it. And I took one inhale, and it was over. 
I just put it out and went back inside. I It was just over. I was not a smoker. I didn't have a taste for it. I didn't have a feel for it. And it felt molecular, for lack of a better word. It did not feel like, oh, I've done such a good job of not smoking. Now I don't want to smoke anymore. It didn't feel like that. It felt like this is not what I do. And this does not hit the synapses and receptors that cigarettes are supposed to hit. Um, so there you have it. So one of the things we've had to navigate. Um, we always navigate some shit. <laughs> God damn it. Is alcohol in the house. Yes. And how that works. And doesn't it doesn't. Work. <laughs> it doesn't? I mean, it's better. It's better now than it was. There was a moment where it wasn't really working out, but it's better now. I'm still not sure how I feel about what my daughter sees and what she is, I was about to say subjected to, but that's not quite fair. Um, what she sees, because mm-hmm. she grew up in a household where neither one of her parents drank and there was never alcohol in the house unless it was an occasion. So it's new to her. She's kind of like, ooh, alcohol. And I don't know how I feel about it. Um, so we're still trying to sort that. Because you're, I mean, I don't think I've, ever been in a relationship with someone who was in recovery Mm -hmm. but i feel like you're interesting in that the idea of it being kept away is offensive to you yes it is um and offensive is not the right word no Mm -mm. i just think it's unnecessary okay i wouldn't say it's offensive but i don't like the idea of it being a thing it's not a thing for anybody but me it doesn't have to be a thing for anyone else. I'm responsible for my sobriety. You don't have to tiptoe around me. You don't have to not drink around me. You don't have to drink around me. You don't have to. I'll let whoever is in my life know where I stand and what I need or don't need. Like one of the few times that I was like, uh, this ain't going to work, was uh, you had like some type of fruity situation going on. I don't know what it was. was. Yeah, and I'm like, nah, we're not going to do anything that looks that appetizing. Um, Because certain things are tempting to me and certain things are not. Um, But the truth of the matter is, if I'm a relapse, it doesn't matter how much alcohol is in my house or how little. When I relapsed in 2010, there was no alcohol in my house. But I got some. So there's that. It's still not. I don't think that it's. I don't think it's perfect yet. I don't think we've landed on a in a space that's something. Hmm. Can I get onesie pajamas? 